0: the icon for sure you talk about you know a guy like john smith and and what he was able to accomplish as an athlete and uh it sparked my interest a lot um but when you talk about you know a role model uh someone that i i I looked up to and and aspired to to be like uh not to get too sentimental but i mean that was my dad you know um my dad was a uh a major influence in my life, and and I am the person I am today because of because of him.
1: I'm on the road again, half drunk with a lit cigarette. I don't know when. I'll be back in this town At least that's what I tell her Baby, I'm just saying Maybe I just think too much I'm leaving in the air baby, are you saying I know that you drank too much And this is what she said to me But um, I honestly remember the night you won your first national championship. Oh, wow. I was at a buddy's house. Well, because you guys won the team too, mm-hmm. and we we were watching a pay-per-view boxing fight at 14 years old. That's and funny. I remember we we you know threw ten dollars in a guy and whatever, and uh-huh. we're at a buddy's place, and um, we kept flipping back and forth. Anytime a gopher was wrestling and we kind of cared about the other matches, but we were just like, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, well, there's a whole generation of, you know, kids from Minnesota or anywhere. I mean, the Midwest is wrestling rich, Mm -hmm. you know that, but, um, before you guys kind of had your heyday there, um, I mean, there's some history, but those are probably the glory years of Minnesota. I, I like to think so. Right, you know, I, I do. <clears throat> when people ask, uh,
0: I tell them I lived, I I lived in the, the glory days of Minnesota wrestling. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of people before me yep. and you know our time, but some of the things that we did, I mean, they've never been done before. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to be a part of something historic.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and um, so. We're just going to kind of go a timeline-type situation. So you're from New Jersey. Yep. Um, and was wrestling the only sport you did, or did you do anything else as a kid? Or So, yeah, growing up,
0: uh, I, I started doing a couple different things. I started with baseball and then soccer and football. And so um, <clears throat> when I got into soccer, uh, I remember – I was I was a big kid I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, you know I was in second grade I was uh 100 pounds so mm-hmm. I, I was big and I remember the coach talking to my parents because on, on the soccer field like you know I'd run i I'd go after the ball if I knocked you over, oh well, you know i would get the ball, I'd kick it away and uh the soccer coach said something to my parents was like, "Have you ever thought about football for for Damien and uh so we got into football and I did that for a handful of years and then I got into wrestling um and I, I just loved it you know it it was it was it was different than anything I've ever done uh
1: and were you successful right away as a kid just
0: well <sighs> Early on in my career, yeah, but not right off the start because I was big. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have heard the story, but I came home one day with a a flyer and it said, uh, I lived in the town of Jackson at the time and it said Jackson for recreation wrestling. And, Uh, I brought it home to my parents and I was like, man, sign me up. I'm like, I'm doing this. I I thought it was, I thought it was professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm telling my mom (laughs) and my dad, I'm going to jump off the top ropes. I'm going to drop elbows and hit, hit a dude with a chair. Mm -hmm. And my, my, I remember my mom saying, yeah, it's not that kind of wrestling. It's uh, very different. I go, I don't care. I'm going to drop kick somebody, you know, sign me up. (laughs) So when she brought me, we walked in and it was at the high school and uh, there's literally just two mats on the ground. And I looked over and I go, where's the ring and the ropes? And, she, and she's like, I told you, it's not that kind of wrestling. And I'm like, well, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. And she was like, well, we're here. We're going to sign you up. And so I, they, they signed me up. Um, I got my butt kicked a lot because there was nobody around my age in the same weight. So Mm -hmm. I remember working out or my partner was like the high school one Oh three pounder at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got my butt kicked a lot. I uh, didn't like that. And it, but, but, but it made me want to be better. And, um, I remember my first year was a lot of practice. Uh, I don't know if I competed that first year, maybe maybe once in a duel, you know, in our team duel. Uh, and, then, and then from there, I, you know, my parents started getting more involved and, and, and I think I went to a handful of tournaments the next year and I started kind of having some success. I mean, at that age, how many other kids are that size? So right. I, mean, I, I remember going to tournaments and it was the greatest thing ever because I got to hang out with my friends all day long. I mean, forget the wrestling side of it. We were mm-hmm. running around the the the, the school and, and the gym, and we'd be eating cafeteria food. And then we couldn't wait for the next break because we had a football. We were tackling each other on the mats. And then, you know, I was a I was a heavyweight, so. I'd wait around all day and I'd go out there and throw a headlock and you know, try and pin the guy in the first five, 10 seconds. And hey, everything's great, you know? So um, I had success because one, I mean, I, I loved to compete. You know, that's why I was involved in some of the sports I was in. And ultimately, I just went with wrestling because it was solely on you when you were out there so um I started having some success and when I when when that happened man I loved it I, I loved every second of it and I wanted more and so uh did my parents did my parents push me a little bit and nudge me in the direction for sure I think I think um most parents do that uh but I wanted it because I loved, and maybe this is kind of a narcissistic thing, but I, I loved the feeling that you got when, when you went out there and you performed and you won,
1: mm-hmm. like there was nothing
0: greater. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess success came early on in my career, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, a force from the outside per se i mean like right i wanted it and hey I, then i devoted everything i had to wrestling and uh yeah man and the, the rest is history so it was uh a lot of fun a lot of fun
1: did you have any kind of role models growing up that the new jersey area in wrestling and i mean new jersey itself i mean just growing up in the midwest i look at it as it's like a tough guy state i mean there was <laughs> chuck Weppner and jersey yeah. joe walcott and there's all these boxers yeah. and reuben carter and even well diamond dallas page is from the yeah, jersey. There there's these guys and it just seems like kind of a tough guy um you kind of got the every mafia movie they're crossing the <laughs> state lines <laughs> to new jersey oh, and, that's funny. and uh i just think of was there anybody that was there a wrestler when you were a kid that you guys would go to meets in high school or otherwise like college or look up to so
0: that's funny you ask, because you look at today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pick up that little that little computer on that table, and you can right. look at anything you want. Uh, there was not the, the, that wasn't the case, you know, when I was growing up. We didn't get our first computer until I was in high school, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and I can still remember the the AOL dial up, you know, and, and so if you wanted oh, yeah. to see if you wanted to see you know, results, you waited to the weekend and you got the box scores that came out and you couldn't wait to open up the newspaper and see, okay, who won or, or, uh, um, you know, if there was an article written and, and, you know, what, what were they going to say? Uh, so for me, um, we didn't have a whole lot of exposure to the, I guess the elite, um, my first, my first exposure uh, to an elite wrestler, per se, uh, it was it was in nineteen nineteen eighty eight, and I think this might be everybody's, uh, I want to say, role model or you know, favorite wrestler. <clears throat> I was nineteen eighty eight, and I'm sitting in my parents' bedroom, and we're watching the Olympics, and wrestling came on, and it was John Smith. And John mm-hmm. Smith wins his first gold medal. And I remember being like, that's going to be me someday. And so may- maybe uh, just just from an icon kind of perspective, you know, John kind of sparked my, my interest in-, in a lot of sense. Um, but again, I mean, that was the first time I ever seen him wrestle. And I probably didn't see him wrestle until i don't know i was probably in high school on vhs or or something like that so yeah. uh you know you had ruckers you had you had princeton you had rider and some of these other these other schools but wrestling at the collegiate level in new jersey wasn't very big um or i don't say very big um it just it just wasn't you had you had two schools you had iowa and oklahoma state i mean that's what everybody kind of followed um and we weren't very close to those two so i I never saw a college match until i think i went to college i went to college so I, i mean i didn't see any college wrestling because when colleges were competing i was competing you know growing up i was gone every weekend you know wrestling uh in high school we were wrestling every weekend so i never really got over to see any college matches and um so the the icon for sure you talk about you know a guy like john smith and, Mm -hmm. and what he was able to accomplish as an athlete and uh It sparked my interest a lot. Um, but when you talk about, you know, a role model, uh, someone that I, I I looked up to and, and aspired to, to be like, uh, not to get too sentimental, but I mean, that was my dad, you know, Mm -hmm. um, my dad was a, uh, a major influence in my life and, and I am the person I am today because of, because of him. You know, um, <clears throat> he was, um, he was an interesting man. Uh, you know, he, uh, he, he did a lot of things, you know, you know, he, he was a, he was a coach. I mean, he, he owned a couple businesses and, and, and he literally just devoted his time to giving back to, you know, these kids. And maybe that's why I do what I do today. Um, but yeah, you talk about a role model. I mean, he, he was my role model, you know, he was in, in all regard, I mean, a superhero to me and uh, he was the one person that I never wanted to disappoint, I always wanted to please, and I wanted to be like, because he could do no wrong. And so, yeah, it's it's, a, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. I, I think a lot of um, kids today, they look at, okay, the LeBron James, or you know who's yeah. who's the a quarterback Mahomes, or mm-hmm. and I, I think I think we lose sight of why do we do what we do, right? I I, I feel uh, we are in a sport that is I mean look I I joke around about this about how grueling and tough our sport is, you know it it, it it's it's we try to make it as fun as we possibly can, but it's, it's not a game. I mean, this is, this is a hard freaking sport. You tell me the last time you were hanging out at your buddy's house and you're like, Hey, you want to go out in the front lawn and (laughs) throw each other around? No, you don't do that. Right. But, (laughs) but, but you go, Hey, you want to go throw a football? You want to go shoot some hoops? Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go hit some balls. You know what I mean? Like, like, those are fun uh you know you're not like hey let's go kick the snot out of each other on the front lawn that just doesn't that doesn't happen
1: and so um i always tell people the same thing i'm like wrestling it's not fun and these guys that are doing this are dedicated on a level you don't understand and then they're they're not having fun but getting their hand raised and the blood sweat and tears and the you see the guys passing out on the mat bawling i mean that's there's nothing yeah. – I'll cry at home watching these matches. <laughs> you know, when somebody's yeah. just uh-huh. – like you, that Gable Steveson taking off his shoes, that was just kind of a neat moment in sports. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, that last second takedown in the Olympics, and then yeah. this happens. I mean, I don't know how many eyes that brought to the sport would it had to just I mean, get. I, I, I hope so. I hope right. so.
0: And because – I feel like wrestling is such an underrated from a popularity standpoint. I mean, right. for all the time and effort, and, and not to not to diminish anything any other sport does or or, or has done, um, but when you throw in all the dynamics, right, all the dynamics of what what wrestlers have to do, from you know, just managing your weight, right, and and, 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 and cutting weight and then having to go out and perform. Like, this isn't MMA where you get 24-hour weigh-ins. This isn't, you know, football, basketball, baseball, or whatever, where like, hey, it's a team meal the night before, or a team breakfast, and everybody's, you know, eating and feeling great and happy and hydrated. No, these guys are (laughs) miserable, miserable all the damn time, and going out there and having to perform. So I feel like some of the time, uh, you know, we lose a little bit of sight of why do we do what we do right Mm -hmm. why 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 do these people compete why do these people um you know train and and who do they idolize i mean i i think we we do things for the wrong reasons right i mean i i would love to talk to a, a kid and you say hey who's your favorite athlete and they throw out you know some superstar and why well, I can guarantee you they'll name more things that they have than what they've actually done, you know, because I, yeah. they're focused on the wrong things. Yeah. And that that's, uh, to me, I mean, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see kids uh, fully invested or, or, or care about the process and, and what goes into uh, becoming... A you, you know, successful is is such a um, you can base success off anything, right? Right, <clears throat> but uh, uh, look into that process and devote that time and effort because I'll tell you right now, it is sports in general, I think, wrestling above all and beyond, but sports in general, it lays a foundation for the rest of your life if you apply it in the right way if we're doing it for the wrong reasons then man you're never going to learn you know the the lessons that sports can teach you but if we're doing it for the right reasons goodness gracious i mean i apply everything in my life how i raise my kids my marriage my 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 my, my student athletes uh to all the lessons that i have learned in this phenomenal sport so yeah man like
1: do you ever do you ever just go like some point in life you know you're just like man this sucks and then you just think back to just the worst practice you've ever been to that jay robinson put you through (laughs) and just go like nothing can be worse than or or anything like that you know what i mean
0: there there are there are countless times where i mean you are uh, life punches you in the face right and you're just what the hell just happened um, on a number of different things. I mean, it could be being a coach. It could have been being a student athlete. Hell, relationships. And you're just like amazed. And like, I can't believe this just happened. And then you, you look back and you look at the journey that you've been on and you can account for how many more times you've been in worse, you've felt m- terrible, uh, you've been faced with adversity, and because of this sport, you have learned to overcome. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you pick yourself back up, you dust yourself off, and you keep going. Like that's just that's what we do, you For know. Sure. And and so yeah, man, I, I've been there. I've yeah. been there, and uh, you, you get back on that horse and, and and you give it another go around. It's like there's no quit. So sure. that's one thing that i think sports but above all wrestling has taught me and it's a life lesson that i'll i'll never take for
1: granted for sure you know yeah um i always find you know elite wrestlers seem to be some of the most disciplined athletes because it it's not you don't have to sh- you don't just show up everything starts before then your weight cutting you mm-hmm. everything me- mentally it's you know it's a mental breakdown game, but um, you don't see too much headlines about wrestlers doing too much, and when you do, it's just fleeting. It's just an, off, yeah. it's an offshoot. It's, just, it's a disciplined sport with disciplined people. I, I listened to one thing one time that almost made me exhausted when John Smith was talking about when he, uh, I don't know if it was before Worlds or before the Olympics, but he realized he wasn't who he was who he was yeah so he said he turned to cut his phone line i think he literally cut it probably and then um and then he uh didn't talk to family broke up with his girlfriend the whole deal for three months and lived with two other training partners and he said he saw what the russians were living in and he goes he saw how hard those guys were like trying to dig themselves out of something Mm -hmm. he goes there's no way i'm gonna go over there with all the you know he i don't know if he had the shoe line yet but he had tapes out and he was making good money and he was like i gotta get rid of the the glam because i need to go back to the grind because i can't how am i going to beat one of those guys living in a tin shack with all this you know it's
0: it's funny you say that because i've been very fortunate in my life in in the sense of being able to travel and and compete and, and wrestle around the world um and, you know, I've been to some parts of this world that are not nice. And, I mean, practically third-world countries. And I remember when I was still competing after college. And, uh, you know, you would run into people and they would be like, you know, what do you do or, or whatever. and Or they know you're wrestling. And they're like, hey, where are you going this, you know, this trip? I'm like, oh, I'm going over to... Uh, Russia, or you're going to France or you're going to Dagestan and, or, you know, you, and they're like, oh my, you are so lucky. Like you get to see the world and I'm, I'm sure it's fun. And I'm like, come with me one time and stay in some of these places. Like we take for granted as Americans in general, like the things that we have. And then when we go over and, and I, I, I was never at John's level, but I can relate. I mean, you go over <clears throat> to some of these places and they have nothing. They literally have nothing. And if they don't compete and if they don't win, they don't eat. They don't, their families don't get taken care of. Like, I mean, it's, I don't want to say, I don't, don't want to be like completely overdramatic about, you know, life, it's life or death, but darn man, this is how they support their families. Mm-hmm. and, you know, we go over there, and, and we compete, or we, we compete here, and then win or lose, you know, a lot of us still have mom and dad, you know, hey, man, it's okay, and and, and you're going to go home, and you're going to eat a hot meal, and and you're going to put on the TV, and you're going to watch this. You, for, you know, for some of the kids, they might pick up their gaming console or that little computer that you have sitting on the table right there and play on their phone, like, I mean... A lot of people don't have those privileges.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you see that little, that little tidbit story, I mean, he, he is a hundred percent right.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, you look at, <clears throat> you look at some of the environments that these people not only live in, but train in. And you're like, wow, how, how is that possible? And then over here in America, it's like, Hey, we got to have the new shiny bike. And we got to have the the biggest glamorous this that, and the other thing and I mean is it nice to have for sure it is, but is it you, is it do you need it do you need it to be successful because <clears throat> you look at you look at some of these places I mean uh, you know go down to Cuba, go down to Cuba and, and, and work out in their training facilities and literally they, they got a mat that's pieced together and this is like the the Olympic training center down there uh mm-hmm. they have you know for a weight room okay there's a bench like you know what i mean some of these places don't have the resources that you know we do and they're still successful and so that's kind of unique uh um to, for, for 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 a lot of a lot of us and to hear you know you, you mentioned it about john it's just like yeah he's 100 percent you know, spot on with, you know, his thought process, because sometimes you got to kind of block out all that white noise to be able to kind of see what, what, what you're going after. And there's not too many people that have ever done it better. You know, yeah. he's, he, that's why he's who he is. And he's, um, he's freaking awesome. Let's just
1: be honest. <laughs> right? You know, for sure. Yeah. Well, so so Minnesota, how did you end up at Minnesota? Was Marty Morgan or was it like Jay Robinson contacting so Ma-
0: you? Or So Marty, Marty recruited me. Um, a little funny story <clears throat> was um, Minnesota, I, I, I remember this to this day. So there were two schools, <clears throat> my first two letters that I ever received um, from colleges. And one was Army West Point. And I, the coach there, uh, we kind of had a, a, a connection with, you know, a family connection. And then the other letter was the university of Minnesota. Now, now granted, I didn't know a whole lot about collegiate wrestling. There was no flow, internet, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. So we didn't see a whole lot. Um again i knew of two programs really that if these were the two best iowa and oklahoma state that's it and so i get this i get this letter and it had you know the university m on it and I, I i didn't know what it was and 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 i'm like okay so i open it up and i'm reading it and it's a letter from minnesota and i'm like minnesota it's like they have wrestling out there like <laughs> oh my god like I that's had, Siberia I, to you I bro. had no idea right. you know I, I you could have told me Damien there are literally two schools in the country and they just wrestle each other all the time and it's Oklahoma State and Iowa and I would have said oh yeah okay, you know great so um, that was one of the first letters I got and me being young and dumb I'm like Minnesota I'm like yeah, I never heard of him. I was like, I'm not going there. And I just kind of put it off to the side. Well, uh, Marty, he, he kept in contact and he kept sending, sending letters. And when you got back then, it was like, you know, July 1st hit of in between your junior and senior year. And you were able to make phone calls and, uh, he started calling and I remember him, uh, he was at the state tournament, and he was kind of kind of stalking me a little bit, you know, and and, uh, and that's what you know we all do, and and we started to kind of talk and build a relationship, and I opened my eyes and and really kind of started putting some things down and, and really making me think about. What's next in my in my career? So it came down to me. It came down for me. It was it was Oklahoma State and Minnesota, oh. and that's that's kind of ultimately where it came down to. Um, I,
1: I I don't think there's too many guys that pick Minnesota over Oklahoma State. You know? Uh
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, and, and 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 honestly, especially at that time, because right. You know, I mean, Minnesota hadn't won national title. Minnesota was kind of up and coming. And, you know, they placed a couple times. um, But they haven't won it yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took all my visits. I took unofficial visits. You know, I mean, I I saw it all. Mm -hmm. And it came down to Minnesota and Oklahoma State. And for me, I, 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 I joke about it. And I, you know, my parents, they were heavily involved in my, my life and, in in everything. And so I remember coming back from visits and sitting down with my parents and I was a kid and every trip I went on, I came home and I'm like, I'm going there. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) You know, they got this and they got that and. Uh, I remember my dad you know he'd be like well you know just just, we'll take your trips and then you know you can sit down and and, and go over it all oh I don't care I'm going to that school that school was the best and then I go on the next trip and I come home oh my goodness it was that place was amazing and I'd start talking about that school and then he would quickly bring back, well, what about the other school? And they had this, this, and this, where this school doesn't have that, that, and that. And so every time, he made it very confusing for me. He made me think in great detail about what really mattered to me. Um, And at the end of the day, when it came down to those two schools, um, I like to think that I chose to go to the University of Minnesota for a lot of factors. Um, but looking back now, we're talking 20 some odd years. Uh, I sit here and I say, wow, they wanted the University of Minnesota. And they Jedi mind tricked me into mm. choosing the University of Minnesota. I felt like I chose it. And I, if I were to go back 20 plus years, I'd do the same thing. I go to the mm-hmm. University of Minnesota, <clears throat> uh, but I think um, as much as we say, "Hey, this is little Johnny's decision." No, 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 no. Um, you are not going to let your, your 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 child make a bad decision, right? And mm-hmm. not to say that Oklahoma State would have been a bad decision, <clears throat> but <clears throat> we are going to, as parents, we are going to have influence over our kids, and you know what you like. My parents knew what they liked, um, they knew the people involved, <clears throat> and I think my, my parents felt comfortable, more, maybe more comfortable, with a Jay Robinson and a Marty Morgan over another staff, because I was raised a certain way, you know, I mean, my, my dad, you know, he was you know, raised with tough love. And you know it, it was you know it, you do what you're told. I mean you don't question authority. I mean like these are the things that I was, you, you respect and all that. And and Jay was ex-military. You know mm-hmm. he's ex-army ranger and uh, he ran he ran a tight ship. And you know that's kind of hey when my dad said jump we all said how high even the even the dog you know stood up. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, I think my parents we're comfortable with that, you know, cause I'm the oldest in the family. I'm the first college graduate in my, in my family and first to go to college. And so, and we're not talking about Rutgers here, which is, you know, a half hour down the road, this is, you know, 20 hours, you mm-hmm. know, it's in the middle of the country and my parents wouldn't be there. So I think being able to trust, um, another, person another community another family to raise their boy was important to them and they uh they had trust and belief in in jay and marty and that staff and that program so <clears throat> i i like to think i chose it i think it was heavily influenced um but yeah it, it, it fit me it fit mm-hmm. me in, in, in the one thing that I, I I always look back and remember, um, it, we were a family. We were a family. We were a band of brothers, and um, that is one thing <clears throat> that, whether I was at Cornell after I left or here, you know, at South Dakota State, that culture. That's the culture we want,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we want that family. And I think it's important because. You have, you're have you dealing with 18 to 22, 23. I mean, heck, look at this year's national tournament. You might have 26-year-olds on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're dealing with uh, uh, young people at a critical age, I think, that they're, they're, they're kind of coming into their own. And you want to make sure that they are surrounded by good people. And uh, that's what I had. That's what I had in my, my college experience. So it was good. It was good. That's why I chose Minnesota.
1: Awesome. Well, so you're uh – Two-time national champ, three-time Big Ten champ, four-time All-American. You know, and then you. the funny thing is you said that you used to try to headlock a kid and beat him in five seconds, (laughs) but you were kind of known for grinding it out and kind of having a gas tank and getting a takedown with like five seconds left (laughs) on the clock. I mean, I think you beat Daniel Cormier your freshman year, true freshman year, right? Uh, not my true freshman
0: year, but because
1: you jucoed, he or- he jucoed. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And so I was a redshirt freshman, and then he was a junior. Yeah, okay. he he was a junior, <clears throat> and we actually wrestled twice, and he we split. Mm-hmm. He beat the everliving snot out of me in a home duel, um, and uh, this was my freshman year. It was Oklahoma State versus Minnesota, one versus two in the country for the, it was team and uh i forget where i saw it <clears throat> i don't know if they put out their predictions i don't even know if online was a thing yet but uh they put out their predictions and they said Minnesota, or oklahoma state was going to beat us and they went match by match and they had me losing to cormier and it was like five three or five four or something like that i was ranked like fifth sixth in the country and he was like two or three or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember us sitting back and joking about all the scores and we're like, well, hell man, we don't even need to wrestle, you know? Well, Mm -hmm. I would have taken that score that was in the paper or online (laughs) because I got the ever living snot beaten out of me. I lost, it was either 19 to eight or 18 to seven. I mean, it was one of the worst matches of my life in the sense of how I felt, how bad I got beat. I would never been beat that bad before. Mm -hmm. And we've all been there. We've all been in those matches where, you know, it's just one thing after the next. It's not, not going your way. And whatever's happening, you look over at the clock and you can see how much time's on that clock. And you're like, damn, there's that much time. (laughs) And then you go out there and you're wrestling and you feel like you've wrestled another, you know, 20, 30 minutes. You look over and it's like, holy hell, that was only ten seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just like it's never ending. Uh, and he just beat me up, and so lost that match. We lost the duel. We got we got we got stomped. And then two weeks later, <clears throat> we were at national duels. We go to national duels, and it's Minnesota, Okie State in the finals. And it's funny. You know, we were at the nationals this past weekend, and Cormier was commentating, and I ran into oh, him. Yeah. I ran into him Saturday night, and literally, we were just talking. We were talking about what we're talking about right now, and mm-hmm. he was like, no, "You know, you beat me at national duels," and literally, so two weeks later, um, I beat him, and mm-hmm. I mean, I reversed like a, a nine ten point swing, <clears throat> and I got a last second takedown uh, to beat him. And we won, we won the national duels. You know, I won, and then uh, Owen Elson, I think, won, and and um, Garrett Lowney won, and so it just, yeah, he uh, he he put the beat down on me. Uh, we split in college, and then after that, he, um, I mean, he kept me off every world and Olympic team. You know, I mean, I was the alternate in eight, seven six you know I mean because he uh you know he was he was the guy and I was I was joking with him last weekend and uh I said to him, I go you know I had success because for for a bigger guy like I could wrestle right I was I was pretty athletic I can do some things that other guys couldn't I didn't get tired I was pretty strong um and I'm standing with, with Daniel and Jamil Kelly, and uh, I was like, "The only problem is, you were pretty athletic, you were pretty strong, and you didn't get tired. All things that I didn't do, but you pro- you had a little bit more edge than I did." And he, you know, he, he uh, kept me off a lot of teams. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, <clears throat> Daniel's an awesome dude, awesome dude, and he is he's tough like i've wrestled a lot of people and man he's just got this ability he he's an athlete and he's he's freaking good i yeah. mean that that's one of my worst beatdowns was in he my
1: your career. was he your last match you ever wrestled in any level yep was so i believe that was a world that was a fi- or final to go to be on the u.s team right
0: yep the uh, that was the olympic the olympic trials finals
1: and i mean you know not to but um yeah anytime there's an end to something i mean and a person's at a crossroads i mean was that devastating like what did you go through knowing did you know that was going to be the last time you'd wrestled or did you plan on trying another (laughs) cycle or um or were you ready was that just you knew i was torn I was torn because I was coaching
0: and I was training. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there was a point in my coaching and, and while I was training, um, my passion started to shift. I would have to leave. I was at Cornell at the time I started out at Minnesota. Uh, and I was I was coach I was you know helping out the program and training and then I and then I got an opportunity to coach out at back east at, at Cornell in upstate New York in o five six, and then I started coaching that the the o six seven season, and I loved competing. I, I still had that that desire that 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 urge, and so I was competing and coaching. And I, I I started to see things shift in my, my, my priorities, right. Where my passion was leading me. I remember being overseas and, and being on a trip, it would be during the season and I couldn't help, but just feel bad because I had guys that I was coaching back East, you know, or or I'm sorry, but back West, Mm -hmm. you know, back, back in the States that i try and find results. How are they doing? You know, try to contact them, you know, you know, just and my, my priorities weren't in the right place. If I want to be the athlete that I want to be, I need to be a lot more selfish and I wasn't being selfish. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, when my priorities started to shift, I knew I was going to finish out that cycle, finish out that cycle and, and see how it was going to play out. Um, you know, I ended up being the alternate in 08. Um, I knew deep down that this was probably it, but admitting it to yourself. Yeah. Admitting it to myself and actually saying those words, Mm -hmm. uh, that gets tough. And so it, it, I knew deep down, um, that 08 in the, after, you know, wrestling Cormier, the best two out of three, I knew that was probably the end. Um, but I've already entrenched myself into coaching and giving back to these, you know, these student athletes um, that I felt I felt good about my decision because I was doing it for the right reasons right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was getting back into, or not getting back into, but continuing, um, this, this path, this journey that has, has really brought me to the, the this point that I'm at right now. So yeah, it was, <clears throat> I knew deep down, but again, it's, it's hard to mm-hmm. say, Hey man, it, it, it's one thing when, okay, you're in college, you're in high school and you, Hey listen, I can't delay my graduation anymore. I mean, I, I graduate, I move on. But with with the the international style, you can really compete as long as your body and, 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 and as long as the competitiveness that you have is, is you know, for, I mean, for, for a long time, I mean, you look at some of these guys, I don't know how old Jordan Burroughs is. I mean, he's, I think he's in his thirties and he's mm-hmm. competing. Um, I think he's one of the few that, you know, compete that long. Um, but I mean, we've seen guys, you know, competing into their thirties and, you know, I, I, I was done at 28, you know, was it, was it too soon too young i I don't know but i think when you know you know and as and i had that <clears throat> i don't want to call it a backup plan but mm-hmm. i knew what my passion was and i knew the direction it was going so it was only it, it was it was it was the right time it was
1: yep yeah, no, that's, that's what I was going to ask you is basically did you know re- or, uh, coaching was kind of what you were getting into, but you, you were al- already kind of doing both, yeah. which you do see that with assistant coaches and stuff uh, some other places. Yeah. They have a wrestling club within the uh, university, yeah. and they're kind of doing a little bit of both. But I think at one point, you yeah, had to simplify, and they know that everything's kind of finite, you know yeah and, and
0: so I went to college
1: for, for uh
0: for education you know I I, I wanted to be a teacher that's <clears throat> that's what uh what the goal was and while I was in college um you know we started kind of helping helping out with some clubs and you know kind of doing all those things and I uh, had the ability to work with kids and, and, and I really liked it. It, w- it was fun. And uh, watching my coaches in college and, and and seeing their lives and how dedicated they were to us, um, really kind of, I'm gonna say, shifted some of my, some of my, my thoughts and, and my goals. But um, yeah, I, I started kind of thinking about, wow, you know, let's let's maybe give this a shot and i i thought i i had a good a good head on my shoulders in the sense of from a visual standpoint right um i could watch i could watch stuff and figure it out and when you're when you're when you're coaching and and trying to teach or trying to um talk about or or lay down lessons life lessons uh you know you got to be able to watch and pay attention to a lot of the the little intricacies that because everybody's different right not Mm -hmm. every two people are the same and, and everybody needs something a little bit different so um i think a little bit of my educational background helped me uh being around great mentors helped me and jay and marty and schwab and russell and those guys uh but yeah i mean it was just today it, things are a little bit different you have guys that are just training and 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 that's that's their job and that's awesome for them right uh we didn't really have that ability in my time i mean you always had something you were do you, you know whether you were you know, uh, helping out on a staff here, you were coach, you you know, or coaching there, you know, training here. And I mean, back when, when I was coming through and I didn't do it, but my, my teammate, Jared Lawrence, I mean, uh, uh Home Depot used to, uh, uh, um, employ, uh, Olympic hopefuls and they would put you on like, you know, a part-time 20 hour a week deal. And I remember Jared, I mean, he was like, uh, mixing and selling paint at home Depot and then coming over and working out. I mean, that's just what we did. Right. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, these kids today, I mean, some of them are just training full time and and making good money. Um, you know, it's a little bit different than, than what we had. Uh, but then you have the ones that they, they put their, their, uh, Education, I guess you could say, to use. I mean, you know, they've got their business degrees, or you know, they they've got a medical background. Uh, and when all when when wrestling is done, they they go on and uh, they look at going out into the, into the world and and, and and starting their next career. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do it for sure. Um, I don't I don't think we had some of the same. I don't want to say opportunities, but yeah, it, it, it would be hard-pressed just to train and do nothing else, you know, to to support yourself. You know, nowadays it's it's made a little bit easier for the guys.
1: For sure. Yeah. So as a Jackrabbit wrestling fan, like I guess I've never been like a never been a fan of just a program that's like already established. Like I'm not a yeah. Yankee fan. I don't. I don't care <laughs> if they win their eighty-six. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just. But it's cool to see a program being built and kind of knowing the trajectory of it because, um, I mean, if I was a high school kid in the Midwest, I would want to come wrestle for you. I mean, you bring kind of youth to the program. Um, you also – so when Bono left, I think this fan base was like, oh, who are we going to get now? Yeah. That guy kind of reinvigorated something. For sure. And um and I thought yeah no okay back to winning three duels a year you know <laughs> and um they signed you and I think everybody was like game on yeah. you know and were you just looking for any head coaching job or did you have kind of some options to look at or so I was at
0: <clears throat> I was at Cornell for what 12 and a half years or so mhm and i'll be honest with you the the plan was to take over for rob cole when uh, when he was done mm-hmm. and uh, you know he named me an associate head coach i don't remember what year it was and i told him i said rob man if you do this, you know, I'm never leaving, you know, I'm, I'm staying. And he was like, Amy, that, that, that means a lot to me, but never say never. And I go, what, what do you mean? He's like, I'm just saying, you know, there might be an opportunity out there for you that, you know, you can't pass up. And I'm like, what, do you not want me to take over for you? Is that what you're telling me? And he's like, no, no, not at all. <clears throat> so, um, so we've had long conversations and, there was there there were opportunities along the way um that uh you know places called and you know some uh, you know i I said flat out no uh there were there were a couple that you know were kind of intriguing i guess you could say but after 12, 12 years um you know, me and my, I, 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 we left Minnesota. It was me, me and my wife, Terry, and we moved to New York. And now, granted, it's a little bit closer to my family. Um, it's about five, five and a half hours away, but it was just us. And, you know, we bought a house, we started a family. Uh, we both got entrenched in the community. Uh, I worked for Cornell, she was working for Cornell. I mean, I mean we were like established and <clears throat> I didn't think we were ever gonna leave and i i told her i said babe listen if there's ever an opportunity for us to get back to the midwest and it worked for us i was like you know we'll look at it you know we we will really look at it because uh my wife has had her career but it's always been with me per se like mm-hmm. we 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 stayed in minnesota a lot because i was training and then we left minnesota to go to new york because of me and and and, and she made it work she's been you know a, an absolute trooper you know through this whole process and and so i always told her i said listen if there's ever an opportunity we'll look and i got a phone call from south dakota state you know justin cell and uh he calls me up and I get off the phone with him my wife was like, who's that? And I was like, Oh, that was the AD at South Dakota state. And she's like, Oh really? She's like, uh, how'd it go? And I was like, like, that guy's kind of awesome. Like just, just, just his excitement and, and his passion, uh, um, how he communicates. So now my wife's from Northern Minnesota. Mind you, so where's
1: where she from in Northwest? Okay, okay,
0: if you know the town, I'll be surprised. I, I say this to everybody because it's a town of 400 people. Yep, it's Pengilly.
1: Ah oh, man, so Pengilly is that you, Northwestern?
0: So no, it's uh, it's actually in between Duluth and Grand Rapids. So okay, yeah, you no, go, I never yeah, have. You go straight up 65, yep. and you go right through the town. If you blink, you miss it. Yep. And, uh, she lives on a lake, uh, you know, it's a lake community, but her parents decided to live there year round. Uh, she went to a regional school, but I told her, uh, you know, so her being from Minnesota, I was like, you know, we'll see. And, uh, so I got off the phone with Justin and Justin wanted me to come out and take a look. And, uh, I think the best things in life are kind of unexpected Uh, I came out, I had no idea. I I never stepped foot in the state of South Dakota until I came out here and looked at this job, uh, Mm -hmm. even though I wrestled in Minnesota. Uh, I've been more, I spent more time and I know Fargo better than the entire state of South Dakota. Um, just because, I mean, that's where junior nationals were every Mm -hmm. year. We went there every darn summer. And so again, never, never been to South Dakota. Uh, I kind of had an idea what to expect. I mean, you're in the plains. It's very big ag. And and, and so uh, coming out here, it was pretty much spot on. And then walking around and seeing the facilities and, and, and uh looking at the the future and, and what is to come and making connections and correlations with um you know the area back to 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 Cornell and seeing the similarities and I was just like wow this is um I I wasn't expecting, you know, mm-hmm. to have this such a, a connection, I guess you can say, um, mm-hmm. and then we we sat down, and it was it was hard, it was really hard, because you know, over here, I got an opportunity sitting in front of me and and it was a head coaching job at a place that I think can be unbelievably successful. Um, closer for my wife to her family Um, an opportunity to get back into the Midwest which I love the Midwest Uh, and now over here I got you know a dozen plus years that we've built something at Cornell
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you know I think out of those those 12 years 11 of them we were top 10 programs and you know you talk about taking second a couple times third, fourth, fifth and um, we were, we had something, we had it rolling and, um, so it, it was hard and sitting down with Rob, he's someone that I, 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 I respect immensely. Um, you know, he came into a point in my life, <clears throat> he came into a point in my life in my, my, my competitive and coaching career. Uh, my father passed away and I was, I was 20, goodness, 24. 25 years old 26 years old and my father passed away and and rob came into my life at a point where i mean he's like a father figure to me and 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 he's helped me and mentored me and he's given me a lot and and uh sitting down with him and going through this and saying hey these are the opportunities and everything and i mean rob made it really difficult on me as as he should have uh you know he didn't want me to leave and and but he understood it and um yeah, and you take this opportunity, and you come out to the Midwest, and and you know hats off to Chris and, and what he did here before. Um, you know, I, mean, I think I think a lot of people look at it and say, "Wow, twelfth, thirteenth in the country." God, I don't. I mean, that that's the ceiling, and I, I disagree. I do because I I see what maybe some of the people, other people don't see. Um, <clears throat> I see the the support that is here. Uh, I see the community aspect. I mean, there are very few places in the country that you can go to a dual meet and you're getting, you know, a couple thousand people in the stands. Like that doesn't happen all over the country. And I'm talking in a town that has 20 plus thousand residents. And when you throw the students in there, you're hitting 35,000. Go to, go to, Uh, You know, not not to say Minnesota, for instance, but like go to go to Minnesota. I mean, you're they're in a city of how many million? You know, a a, a million plus between St. Paul, Minneapolis, Uh, and listen. If if we're only getting five thousand people, four thousand people, that's kind of a disappointment, right? Right. I mean, when you put ten percent of the town's population. Mm-hmm. in the stands that's pretty freaking cool right so <clears throat> i think uh you know brookings is unique in a lot of sense yes and um, you can you can recruit a a uh uh individual uh in some regard like the kids we were recruiting at cornell because cornell is big ag you know they had a, they had a big ag school and you were able to use that uh and and, and kind of get into some of these these areas throughout the country. So. <clears throat> looking at it, I said, you know, 12th, 13th in the country, that's not the ceiling. I was like, you know, that, that, that is, you know, that's a benchmark that we're going to, we're going to get to and surpass. And it takes time. It takes time to do so. Um, you know, we weren't, when we got here, four years ago. It'll be four years of summer. when We got here four years ago. You know, I mean, we were rebuilding. We weren't left with a whole lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had 14 guys on the team. That was it. And so we had to rebuild and, um, we started recruiting and, and we, we started fundraising and, you know, getting the, I mean, we didn't have a club. We didn't have an RTC um <clears throat> you know up and up and running and and we got our RTC going um we started uh fundraising for our facility and i mean so in the last 4 years the hurdles that we've had to kind of overcome in some sense and and lay down a foundation. It wasn't like we were handed a a program that, Hey, here you go. Step right in and you're a top 10. Heck Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. I mean, I, I told, I told cam Cody, um, you know, those guys have been with me from the beginning and, you know, I told them, I said, listen, guys, whatever, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, and I believe we will be successful. I said, we can hang our hats and say, hey, we did this. We mm-hmm. built this. Nobody else. And that's something, that's something special, right? Something, right? something to be proud of. And, I mean, you look at, you, look at, you know, over the course of the, the, the four years that we've been here, and nothing has been normal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean oh, yeah. you know, first year it is what it is. Second year, NCA's gets canceled. Last mm-hmm. year, uh, co- you know, COVID's still around, and you, they don't even start until January. And you got like like 10 fans at the NCAA tournament this year we have cancellations again we've had crazy travel they have a national tournament that actually has fans like so nothing has been normal just give Mm -hmm. me one freaking season where it's a normal year um and it, it you know it'll be fun uh but So you know, it's been it's it's been a process. It's been you know a, a grind over the course of you know a handful of years, and I see I see so much. I don't I don't know if potential is the right word, but I see I see the direction that this program is going um and 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 with any business with any you know anything you make little tweaks right mm-hmm. you don't revamp things I mean you're making you have your system you lay it down you create a great foundation and then you put your building on top of it and, and you know what? I don't like that floor plan a little bit maybe we'll move this over here maybe we'll you know switch this around you know maybe we'll do different fixtures like so you mm-hmm. kind of it, it takes time to lay down that foundation and now you talk about what we're doing, um, having our RTC, our Jackrabbit Wrestling Club, established. Um, you talk about the Kirtenbach Family mm-hmm. Wrestling Center. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's going to be the finest wrestling facility in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this thing is is, is going to be a top five facility in the country. And we're not talking about a power five here. Right. You know, this isn't Iowa, Oklahoma State, Minnesota, Penn State. This is South Dakota State. Mm -hmm. And a program that is doing something that our uh mid major that you don't see. Yeah. You know, you don't. And Mm -hmm. um that is monumental for wrestling in general, because it actually, what, what I hope happens. And, you know, people, Cornell built the first standalone wrestling facility in the country back in the early two thousands, they built the first, but it made an impact for Cornell, 100%, but it, it made an impact in the wrestling community, but people chalk it up to, well, you're Cornell, you got money. Like oh, it's the Ivy League's. You guys got money. Um, no, like people who have money have money because they don't just keep giving it away, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta get people passionate. You gotta get people excited to want to help, and uh, that's what Rob did about you know getting that facility built. And here, you know, hey, these dollars that we raised it was privately funded money. I mean, like, you know, the support came from the community, mm-hmm. our alumni, our wrestling families. That's how we were able to raise, you know, it's going to be five over $5 million. Um, that didn't happen because people don't care. I mean, they want, they have, they, they have an affinity towards wrestling in South Dakota state and uh, they want to see success. Mm-hmm. And so, you talk about over the course of four years and you talk about the things that we've been able to accomplish Um, you know know, all Americans and and, and, you know dual meet wins and you know program first uh, that's awesome but I'll be honest with you the thing that I'm, I'm most proud of at this point is being able to this year being able to give something back to not only the student athletes that we have here, give something back to our, our generous alumni and the friends of South Dakota state wrestling, a state of the art facility that they can, they can call home Mm -hmm. because they came together to do it. Right. Um, that is something that i'm most proud of because it, it would not have happened it would right. not have happened if it wasn't for the vision and 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 passion of a select few individuals to be honest with you right. and uh it's been a lot of work and in in speaking of it um starting next week we get back we get back going i mean we've been waiting uh, you know, we get through the winter, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've been waiting on steel. So steel, oh, yeah. yeah, steel should be here. That's been, um, they've had a, a, a lag time in that, but steel should be here. Uh, they'll get back to put it, pouring the footings and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we're going to have, a, we're going to open, open the doors to, uh, an absolute state of the art facility this year.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that says a lot about you leaving Cornell coming here. Um, I mean, that's, that's sacrifice. Cause you kind of had, you had what you were looking for, yeah. but you came here, you, you, you didn't, you didn't know a facility like this was in the books when you, no. you know, and then you guys go out, raise that money. Now you're going to be rewarded with, you know, something you probably couldn't have dreamed of. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's funny when you put one foot in front of the other and push forward what. You can actually yeah. accomplish, and things come to fruition. Because For sure. I don't know. I think a lot of people quit on stuff, so they would never see those fruits. Yeah, you know. Um,
0: but 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 it goes back to what we we said before. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to very specific. That's what wrestling teaches you, right? Yeah. Most people can say, "Oh, that's sports." You know, in general. to a certain extent, man, but that's what wrestling teaches you. I mean, because it's on you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, we have a team, but you're going out there and what you do on that mat helps your team. You know, I don't need, you know, Tom Brady passing me the ball and and it better be a good pass or I ain't catching it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's not that. Um, And and that's, that's kind of the the difference and that's the one thing I love about the, not the opportunity, but just the experience that our guys are getting, Um, you know, it's on them, it really is, and and we do everything we can to put them in positions to be successful Um, and that's why, you know, I I think I, I, I I took to this sport because, man, there's nothing greater, nothing yeah. greater than it. it, it it's like, uh, I forget what movie it is, but it's a football movie. And it's probably, I don't know.
1: Not Rudy, is it? No, it's not Rudy. <laughs> it, it, it's
0: kind of a, it, it, it's, it's a, God, it, darn it. I can't remember the movie, but it, 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 it's a, it's a kind of, I don't want to say parody kind of football movie, but, uh, and, you know, give me the ball. You know what I mean? I want the ball. You know, in those tough times, give me the ball, and so that's
1: that's what kind of uh, I think the sport teaches you. Well, I think it's funny that everybody considers it an individual sport, and by all accounts, by all physicality visuals, it is. (laughs) But you kind of never feel more connected to a team, and you're never you can get lost in a football team. You can miss a block or whatever Mm. that can get it's unseen. you can give up a major and lose the duel by one point. Uh, yeah. You can get tacked. You could be the guy that gets pinned. You could, uh, uh, you could have. You needed one more point for a major, yep. that or you heck, just didn't even get. Better,
0: you did not give up the major, right? And, yeah. <clears throat> or you didn't give up the pin, right? So I feel like wrestling, especially duels, it's like you're only as good as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. and you know i mean you look at some of our duels this year <clears throat> and in years past um our margin for error because let's be honest when when you come into a program and you got 14 guys uh you don't have a lot of depth all right and you're trying to build that depth you're trying to you know create a roster you're trying to do all these things so your margin for error is so so small i mean one big mistake and it's going down the tubes so i think we we're getting to a point where you know, we're starting to have a little bit of depth. We're starting to uh, <clears throat> kind of fill the coffers a little with with, with, with talent and what we need. Um, but again, you know, we're not there yet, and, and the margin for error is still is still small. And we need to go out and we need to wrestle, you know, to our abilities to be able to compete against some of the top programs.
1: For sure. Uh, well, um, yeah. What I just wanted to ask you, I think we'll kind of. Start to close out, but what legacy do you want to leave on wrestling? Have you ever thought about what's your mark and what do you want people to remember you as? And what do you want, um, where <laughs> do that. you want to go, you know? Um, I,
0: you, you know, I, I, I never really thought uh, about about that, per se, right. because <clears throat> it's...
1: That kind of comes organically yeah, with yeah. the
0: work. Uh, for me, it's never been about me. Right. Right. It's never been about me. Um, I, I, I want to, you have, you have two types of coaches in this world. I believe, I think there's only two and maybe someone could spit off a handful of others, but you have two types of coaches. You have coaches that will win at the expense of their athletes and then you have coaches that will win with their athletes, and i they're they don't seem that far different. they are completely different um i w- I want at the end of the day um, when all when all is said and done um, that people can look back and say, "Wow, you know Damien or South Dakota State or you know his their program and their coaches, I mean, they, 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 they devoted everything to these kids. And I mean, like I said, we live a life of service, I feel. And you know, that we were good mentors and we, we raised these kids and put good people out into the world because the sports, sports are done at some point for, for, for everybody. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't carry on that work ethic and the, the values that you, that were instilled, um, you know, from your parents, from your coaches, from your mentors. Um, I I just hope that at the end of the day, when people look back, it's like, wow, look at the impact, look at the impact on these kids lives that, 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 that was left. Um, you know. Hey, there, there, there are programs out there that, I mean, have won national titles. There are programs that have never won a national title. Uh, I don't think that defines, you know, who. Right. Um, listen, if Jay Robinson never won a national title, that does not define him in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, of the type of man he is you know, the, you talk about, uh, these individuals and they all play special, special parts in our lives. And so, uh, I like the fact that Jay won a couple national titles and I was able to be a part of that. I and mean, mm-hmm. it which is awesome. But in my eyes, that doesn't change the man he is to yeah. me, you know? And so I, I, you know, it comes down to those relationships that you build. I mean, that's mm-hmm. life, you know, that that's what makes the world go around. And you know i just want to i want to do enough good and do enough good to my kids you know the people the community that hey they pay it forward someday and they 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 give that back because i got two little boys man i mm-hmm. got, i got a 10 year old and a 7 year old and <clears throat> i want this to be available to my kids i mean with only 77 78 division 1 programs yeah right uh back back before, back when in the early 90s I mean you're talking 200 programs yeah and it's it, it's kind of it's just declined so like I want this to be available for my kids if they so choose to wrestle mm-hmm. um and if 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 I don't do my part and if the future you know the kids that are in college the the, the high school kids if they don't do their part then the youngsters won't have that available to them and so uh, let's do it let's do everything we can let's do enough good let let, you know let's let's you know create excitement change perspective um invite new people uh so this opportunity stays around for a long long time and so yeah you know i don't know if i gave you a direct answer to your question no Uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah i think uh doing enough good, man, and, and and mentoring these kids so they can pay it forward.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way to yeah, answer right? that question, but I think you answered the right way. <laughs> yeah. but, well, I'll uh, try. But I, uh you know, nobody wants to, everyone should do what they want to do. I think the fans, though, are so excited you're here and doing what you're doing, and they all wish you would stay here forever. And, I mean, I think... You know, for me I think it would be cool that Damian Han changes this program, turns yeah. it around in the future kids go to the new wrestling facility to the Damian Han wrestling room. I yeah. mean, that would be because that, that the names don't mean anything yeah. and I know you don't care. Um, but it's uh it's pretty amazing. I know you probably sometimes think you haven't done enough. That's probably a wrestling coach, you know, you Maybe. Ju- you just yeah. want But that's why you're successful, always grinding, always going for more. And I I think you're going to get – I think whatever you put on paper is going to happen. I truly do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I I, want to agree with you because, you know, the – we learn. We learn from our experiences. I mean, and you know what you like, you know what you don't like. And how do we – how do, how do we fix? How do we, how do we change things or implement things? So those feelings never happen and it's never perfect. Right. But, but if you care, if you, if you honestly truly care, I mean, you're going to do what is necessary. Um, you know, if you have pride, you're going to do what is necessary, uh, to, to, to meet your expectations. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I can tell you this. I did, I, I did not come here. Um, I didn't come here to be the status quo, mediocrity, mediocrity. That, that was not it. I, I came here because this program uh, I see, I believe, can be a perennial powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. I mean that that is the absolute goal. I want to I want to be a, a, a top ten program year in and year out and contend for trophies. I believe this program can do that. Uh, you know, you talk about all Americans national champions. Yes, yes, that can be done here at South Dakota State. <clears throat> We've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen. Um, and you know, you talked about hey, staying here forever. I mean, uh, Brookings is awesome. I mm-hmm. mean,
1: I, I, like it's kind of like a northern Stillwater, isn't it? There's no. You can't live in a suburb. You can't live yeah. in a suburb. It's a standalone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, you know, like I, I did go to school at Oklahoma State too yep. and South Dakota State, yep. and I do see similarities. There, there are, there are a lot of similarities because they're kind of like a western standalone town where the town exists for the college, but mm-hmm. people back the hell out of yes and everything
0: and the the best word community Mm -hmm. that's what it's about it's about a community the relationship so it's very unique and when people actually get here and see it they're like oh wow like it it kind of it it, it, i don't want to say it throws you for a loop but but people don't expect that they when they when they think of colleges it's always like cities or these big big areas no 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 that's not what it's always like and so you know i believe this program is going to be extremely successful. Um, Rob Cole, he told he he, um, he was speaking to a group of alumni, <clears throat> and this was God. I don't know. Maybe we took second in the country or something like that at Cornell. And Rob will tell you he he went to North Carolina. He was a four time All American national champion, and. He went to Cornell <clears throat> that was his first coaching gig right out of college. I believe it was 1989, the '89 season. Well, uh, he didn't finish his degree. You know he, he, he started as a true freshman. So he goes four years, and then he was going to take his last year and finish up his degree, basically, you know, as a retro year. <clears throat> and he's at practice or something. And Jack Spates of Cornell, he's the coach, calls up, calls, you know, Rob's house because there was no cell phones. Uh, And Rachel, his wife, picks up the phone and Jack basically offers Rob a job and tells Rachel, hey, listen, I'm offering Rob a job. And so... Rachel accepted it on Rob's <laughs> behalf, <laughs> and Rob comes home, and Rachel's like, hey, we're, we're going to Cornell. He's just like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I, we got you a job. And so they head up to Cornell, <clears throat> and uh, uh, he finishes his, his degree remotely up there, th- takes some Cornell classes, gets his degree. But that's not, that's not the story. So, uh, <clears throat> but... When he first got to Cornell, he talks about their wrestling room, he talks about the locker rooms, he talks about all these different things, and he goes, Damien, I'm not lying to you, we had one mat, and it was taped in about 17 different sections, just to put it all together. Uh, Where we competed, it was like um, an old wooden gym, and the bleachers were benches, they'd roll out like benches and that's how people came in and watched the duel i mean the attendance for these duels i mean he has everything and it was like 50 people you know 60 people uh and he goes i applied every year i applied for every job out there and i wouldn't even get a phone call i mean i I, I was like i'm getting out of this place you know so on and so on so my um I, i i was listening to him one day talked to a group of alumni and he he got there in eighty nine and you know he just left in in twenty in, in twenty you know two thousand twenty one but it took him about twenty years <clears throat> not, yeah about fifteen fifteen or so years and um to really kind of get this, that, that machine going. And <clears throat> he made a comment to his, his, his alumni one day and I'm sitting there listening and I'm like, man, this guy's got it figured out. And he said, cause people asked him, you know, about are you gonna leave? Are you gonna do this when you accomplish that? And, <clears throat> and you know, what was the process? And he said, uh, don't, he goes, he goes, when I started realizing where this program could go and what I could do. I had to shut off all the other things and I wasn't going to leave. Like I'm here, uh, you know, not every, you know, the grass isn't always greener, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And he said, he goes, this is what I told myself. I said, don't do a good job in hopes of a better job, do a better job to make your job great. And I like that. I was just like, "Oh my God!" Like he's got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's go back to <clears throat> what we prioritize ourselves with. You talk about you know the 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 role models and what they have and you know be, you know I want to be I want to be the best basketball player so I can drive the nicest car and stuff like that like like that's not why we get into the things we get into and you know you talk about South Dakota State and, and building something that is that is that stands the test of time and and, and something that um you know, will carry on. I mean, uh, there's your legacy, right? Your legacy of, you know, where South Dakota State is in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, I think that is important. And do what you can here and and, and invest that time and effort because, hey, listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If If I had no intention of being at south dakota state listen i wouldn't have busted my butt for the last four years raising money to try and build a facility if i knew i'd be gone in a couple of years i would have put the best team together i would have wrestled true freshmen i would have thrown them out on the mat and, and 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 let it let let it fly and then being like see ya <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like that's the, the like that's, that's a coach that will win at the expense of his athletes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, I I think you're doing, doing these kids a disservice if that's the case. Yeah. You know, um, let's position these kids to be the most successful they can. And if that means, Hey, taking a little bit more time, I mean, that's what it is, you know, but at the end of the day, man, like, why am I in this position? Because of those kids. Mm -hmm. So, hey, let's do what we can to treat them right and and do the things that are necessary to help them be successful. I mean, because if if we don't have them, I'm not a coach anymore. I don't have a job, you know. So, um, yeah, and and I think South Dakota State has the ability to do something extraordinary. I truly, truly do. Um, You know, I, I I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have come here if I didn't if I didn't think otherwise. You know that is that is the absolute truth,
1: for sure. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's really saying something. But well, uh,
0: yeah. Oh no, go ahead. No, it's because, I mean, you know, we had it rolling at Cornell. Yeah. I mean, we had it rolling. Oh, for and, sure. And, and heck, I could have stayed there and mm-hmm. just kind of rode it out. And uh, again, I mean. And 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 I love Rob Cole. Rob, I mean, love him to death. He is. Uh, he still plays a major role in my life to this day. I mean, I talk to him all the time, and you know, he. I bounce ideas off of him. I mean, we, we talk, and it's just he. Uh, it, it was hard. It was hard leaving. You know, him you know, because he, he, he is like a father to me. And so I wouldn't, again, I, I look back and, and I wouldn't have done those things if I didn't believe, right. Mm-hmm. That, that had nothing to do with, you know, um, I gotta be a head coach per se. Not that it was, there was a, there, there was a point where there was a lot of factors involved, you know, getting back to the Midwest. It was, uh, I wanted to I wanted to apply some of the things that I've learned, and and see it and see it come to fruition. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things. So, yeah, yeah, this this place is this place is special, man. It is, and you know, yeah. you went here, and, and yep. the the trajectory's moving. You know, it's it, it's going in the right direction. Um, and we just got to keep, we got to keep working, got to keep working, and 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 helping these these student athletes uh, obtain their goals because that's what's going to get us to where we need to be.
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't want to cap your whole day, but um, <laughs> I really appreciate you sitting down with me. And um, yeah, if you're a humble guy that just you're in it for the right reasons. You were kind of saying, I, try. I mean and um yeah I just really really appreciate you sitting down with me this was a lot awesome. of fun it was more fun than I even expected yeah so well, hey,
0: hey, I'm a talker we could we uh, right. we could literally probably sit here all day and just go back and forth but
1: uh, we'll have to do it again sometime yeah, maybe man. preseason uh swing on deal, swing or? on swing
0: on down this uh yeah. This would be awesome. I, uh, yeah. it, it's super enjoyable. I like, so when, when we, we first started talking, you mm-hmm. know, you shot me an email, I didn't know if it was going to be just a phone or, or, or a, right. a, a, a zoom call. And then your last email is like, well, you know, where is it? You know, I'll, I'll get set up and I'm like, Oh my, Oh boy. Like yeah. w- this is actually, we're, we're, we're doing this. So right,
1: no, this is awesome. I man. just, I feel like, um, a conversation's never organic. If you're yeah. Even a phone call, uh, even over the computer with some lag, it's the same things are never said the same emotion. Nobody, you know, they're just looking into a camera. Can't Uh wait for it to be over. Uh You know, it's just a different, (laughs) it's a different thing. And I, I just, I'd rather not do that because it's just not something I would want to listen to or watch myself. So I just kind of enjoy sitting down with people and having a good this conversation. Is awesome.
0: No, this is, this is great. We, we, we will definitely, we will definitely do this again.
1: Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Man, it'll be good. Well, awesome. Thank All you. Right, bud. Yep. Thank you.